One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Hello and welcome to Let Me Talk Details, a respite from the weekly whirlwind of top flight football. This is a space to break down the big picture topics and get into the details away from the game-by-game analysis. I'm David Mooney. With me, as ever, is the Athletic City correspondent, Sam Lee. Hello. Hello. Empty chair next to us as well. Yeah, (laughs) empty chair next to us. We've given, well, it's the summer holidays. I think it's only fair to give Nadav some time with his kids. (laughs) Um, We've got enough value out of him so far and we will do again in the future. And also... Can't confirm anything yet, but hoping to have another guest with us for at least some future details episodes, which I'm very excited about. Working hard on that. So yeah, me and Mooney for the foreseeable, yeah. and Naden back soon. End of end of September. Yeah, we look forward and to that. Hopefully, somebody else too. Yeah. Uh, this show is a platform for you to get involved. We'd love to hear from you. So email hello at lmtpod.com if you've got any questions, thoughts, or ponderings about City or football in general. Remember, this is the free version of the podcast feed. If you'd like longer ad-free versions earlier, head to lmtpod.com for information on how to become a member. Well, Sam, we've had a few questions along this line. Uh, so uh, thanks to Ini Ido Adiankpo and uh, to Ben as well, who uh, have both suggested this topic. Um, who are the realistic options for when Pep moves on? Is company good enough? Roberto De Zerbi, Pep replacements? They, uh, I, I, think, uh, I think one of them was asking for a list of five there possible was, names. There was so, a list uh, of five. No pressure. No, I've been so busy thinking about answers to another topic <laughs> that this kind of slipped my mind. Uh, yeah, so... A lot of the, the questions asked did actually mention De Zerbi, and obviously I've talked about him a few times, especially recently. So I think he's on definitely on the list. Yeah. Just because, well, in terms of what I would like, you know, the style of play is good. Um, you can obviously tell that he works with players and coaches players. So to go back to the Guardiola's a fraud, he needs money, stuff like Have you seen how they actually play? Yeah. But also it's like at a team like Brighton, obviously Graham Potter did great work there. I suppose if Graham Potter was still there, I'd probably be saying him. And you'd never be saying Deserby because I didn't watch enough Sassuolo and <laughs> shoot me. Um, but you can see what he does with the teams and you can go, well, that, that is coaching. Yeah. Um, and even though they've lost so many players this summer, they still look good. Um, or at least they still have the same issues as last year. So at least it's consistent. Um, so yeah, Deserby, company, I'm going to chuck in company because I know I might get to the list of five I, names. I, I, don't, I don't like the You shout. don't want to see it. I don't like Regardless the of how good he is, you just it's, don't want to see no, it. No, no, no. I, I would like to see it. I would really like to see him as city manager and it be success. Yeah. But the pressure on that. Yeah, like, yeah. like having been having been a club like it's like a different scale, but it, it's like Solskjaer. 
Yes, yeah, you know what I mean. Also, yeah. It's like he comes in and ruins ruins his, his legacy as a player. You can't. I don't want to. I don't want to see that happen. We come. Yeah. It's got it. They almost need that guarantee of success, and you like you never get that guarantee of success with anyone other than Guardiola. <laughs> it's like yeah. Well, and that that's the issue, isn't it? It's going to be who's. It's almost like a bit of a sacrificial lamb, isn't you need it? A buffer first, don't you? <laughs> you need. I was going to say you need the David Moyes to then jump up again, but. In that particular analogy, they've not jumped up again. <laughs> but with company, it's very interesting. And if only if only Nadem were here, I don't know how much he'd let on because I think he's got a good idea what yeah. company's thinking. And broadly, maybe not day to day, but broadly, and you know, he's he's a clever guy, company. And you know, he was linked with Chelsea and Spurs at the end of last summer, the Palace end of last season. Well. And I think the the message I was getting was he's clever. And he's not just going to jump into something that doesn't make sense. Yeah, he's going to he's going to do it at the right time. And then you think, imagine being in his frame of mind if he gets a call, let's say six months before the end of next season. So perhaps not renewing. Perhaps not renewing. Do you want it? Because that is a massive job that you couldn't say no to. Mm. But I think in terms of being clever, or at least thinking, fuck it out. Like this is following Pep. Mm. Following Pep is not going to be easy. But there's there's also like. How many? We we know City don't tend to go back when somebody said no. We know that City don't tend to go. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if the call comes in and he says no. and he says no, it's like, is this my one chance? Is this my only opportunity? Because like the like Guardiola said no initially to City, and then they got Pellegrini in, and Guardiola said yes, yes afterwards. Yes. But it's like there's there's. Not many people on the planet well, again, that City come back to. No, exactly. Well, that's just the Guardiola factor, isn't it? They yeah. were desperate to get him. It's like the Messi thing as well. How many times has Messi um, slipped through their fingers and they mm. kept trying and trying uh, until they, the summer they actually could have got him, ironically, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with the thing is with company, I think we may have talked about this before, but I feel like in terms of people to get credit and time after Pep, company would get credit more with than, the fans. More than others. More than others. More than yeah, others. Yeah. And also, also maybe with the players too. Because probably by that point, I mean, there might not be too many players who have played with him, but they would know that this is a guy who is like Mr. Man City. We, yeah, we've yeah. got to respect this guy. We can't, you know, it's possible after Pep goes, if they were to get it wrong, they might look at the new guy and go, who are you? What's this? Yeah. Um, and, but then the other, the other thing was, you know, speaking to Nadam and other people about company, like he genuinely does seem to give off ideas that he knows what he's doing as well. He's not just like mm. a kind of, well, soul shot, I guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where, I remember, God, I remember it was City had a League Cup game at Leicester. I just got back from Sri Lanka and Mourinho, had, they'd lost at Liverpool when I was on the flight. And he got sacked the day after when I was in the post office buying a, getting ready to buy a Christmas tree, not in the post office. And we went to Leicester the next day, I think, or two days after. By the time we were coming back, City had won on a penalty shootout. I was in the car with Jack Gorn and John Smith, who now works for City. And I was like, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the Man United manager. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, this is mental. And it was mental. And, I mean, I suppose they did all right league position-wise. But in terms of players on the training ground going... Because it, it's, yeah. it's okay to be... Because he's obviously a Man United legend. But there was obviously that element of, hold on a minute, what are we supposed to be doing here? Yeah. It didn't last that long. Um, and, he just, and, he, and he kind of had no authority. And look, I suppose you could be the most commanding manager in the world, but if you're not winning, you've got no authority. Do you yeah. remember how they tried to make Pep look in the first season when they weren't winning? Yeah. It was almost like, well, who's this foreign idiot who can't do it in the Premier League? So if you're not winning, it's very difficult. But I do think company does have that ability on the training ground 
to, to like, buy him some time with the players. Yeah. He's got the credit in the bank with the fans to buy him some time with the fans. The media will be dictated by results, but also they would. I think I do also think with the media, there's a kind of there is a reticence to jump in and write somebody off for fear of looking stupid. You know, if it, mm. I do think so. But if it's company, I think he's got that credit in the bank of okay, yeah, fine. Look, don't get me wrong. Yeah. If it wasn't working after, if it, let's say City were tenth. At Christmas, people will be like, oh, this was a bad idea. People would say, oh, I had reservations about this from the yeah, start, yeah. but only later on. But I think if it was like, you know, if City had got in a manager that, that nobody had heard of, or this Marcelo Gallardo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or Marcelo Gallardo or something, oh, it's his first job in Europe, etc. Yeah, And they go, well, this is a bad idea. So after three months, they're like, yeah, this guy's got no time. Because all, all of a sudden you've still got the anxieties of life after Pep's difficult. They should have done this, should have done that. But I do think company would get more time with that. Mm. Um, but like I said at the start, I feel like I might get towards the bottom of this list of five and run out of names. So I'm definitely getting company. So in company's there. on there. Um, um, we we didn't really go into depth on Deserby, but we have done that in the past. So yeah, like you're you're in charge of of recruitment here, <laughs> and you're drawing up your your your, your five. Are those your top two? No, not the top two necessarily. But also this goes back to, I mean, look, we're kind of dumbing down the quality. No, not dumbing down, doing down the quality of our own podcast, or at least just me. But like, I would never have had Deserbi in there. But again, if you had somebody on here with like a European football flavour or something, they'd be like, they could give you a list of three names that would be good. I think Chabi Alonso was suggested mm-hmm. in one of the questions. And I saw something on one of the like, kind of highbrow tactics Twitter accounts recently. And you've been like, reading my Twitter. <laughs> no, you're muted. <laughs> um, and they were like, oh, the good thing about Ancelotti is, you know, it, effectively he was saying what we all kind of think about Ancelotti. Like, he just lets the players get on with it. You know, yeah. he lets them work out what works for them and they go out and do it. Whereas, you know, like Guardiola or whatever, it's all positional and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. But the shout was, Chabi Alonso, what, and what makes him different is he kind of does that Ancelotti thing of letting the players kind of go and sort it out for themselves, but in like this set up structural position. And I'm like, I would love to know what the fuck that means. That doesn't mean anything. That that you can't be Guardiola hands on and Ancelotti hands yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, like, like, it's not. And I was looking. I, I looked because obviously it was a bit of a thread, and I looked to try and find an explanation of what that actually meant. Now I'm going to have to give You're them the benefit to try, of the doubt. Yeah, yeah well, maybe just go back and ask. But I'm going to have to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well that must mean something that does mean something but I don't understand it which yeah. is there's m- many things like that in football but I was like what surely so I mean on paper that is because b- never mind winning stuff because you know by Leverkusen mm. you're probably not going to win as much as City would under Pep but on paper as a, as a coaching philosophy that sounds like it's mm. better than Pep's because it's like the players have got freedom to enjoy it but also they've got the kind of strict positional demands that you need to have to play that kind of football. I thought that was very strange. But also, if we are giving him the benefit of the doubt of that being um, something that players can get behind and work with and it being like a good way to coach, then that Possibly. sounds interesting. Yeah. Just one thing about when I'm speaking you, about former well, players. Well, just on the, the styles thing, do you need a change from Guardiola or, do you, you need a, or do you need a continuation? Well, it's difficult to get a continuation because like De Zerbi is different enough to Pep. You know, if, if you yeah. look at the way they do it, you know, with that bait in the press, putting the foot on the ball and literally putting your studs on the ball and waiting, waiting. Pep's kind of adopted that. Yeah. Um, but that, because that was different. 
And also for the way the way they use a stupid Yan, for example, he's kind of very narrow as a left back, and he's, he attacks right the way up mm. the middle, and that's why everyone's got him in their fantasy football teams. Because yeah, because because yeah. he's always getting really forward. He's not just putting crosses in from the left, but he's coming right through the middle. He's already scored a goal like that this season at Wolves. Um, and that's something Pep doesn't do. But, you know, it's similar enough. That's broad enough yeah, to go, yeah, yeah. these kind of players can do this kind of thing. They're obviously City's players like sponges, aren't they? You can give them tactical information and they'll do it. So obviously it's slightly different, but it's broadly the same. I think companies is kind of you know, broadly the same. Um, and with, with Chabi Alonso, I couldn't tell you exactly how, how they're doing it on the pitch, like I just mentioned with... Does, those deserve examples but I think it would have to be broadly similar you know they're not going to get Simeone are they mm. and like from my point of view I did half think you Simeone would, I would love it because I think he's great but the football would be unbearably bad yeah but good at the same time well I don't know because I genuinely think what he achieved with Atletico Madrid like mid 2010s when they were getting to Champions League finals that's and like winning the league with them that's like Leicester mm. winning the league but better like to to always be in the mix and to get into the Champions League finals. That's unbelievable. So, yeah, maybe it would be better, but obviously they've not done so well the last few years. And that football without the success is to difficult to get behind, especially when you go from Pep. It's, it's, a, it's a culture shock that's never really going to happen. So, yeah, I think I'm going to put Chabi Alonso in there. But what I wanted to say about former players and going back to company is you're wary of that Solskjaer scenario. I'm wary of the Gerrard scenario where everybody's saying he's going to take over from Klopp. And now he's managing Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Like, I don't want to kind of be going, oh, yeah, company, company. Um, because, like, if, look, hey. but if I didn't have to come up with this list of five, I wouldn't be pushing company to see. Yeah. Always. I could see the benefits in it. But also, I know that by the time it happens, whether it's the end of next season, which is more than 18 months away, or even longer, if Pep fancies doing 10 years or more, mm. it, you know, he could be anywhere by then. He, and he could still be a great coach, but he might have gone to, let's say, Tottenham. And it's Done not badly. Worth, uh, yeah, and, and then, and that's then it. he's looking for looking to salvage his stock. Yeah, where, whereas yeah. to be fair, I think City, if they've still got the same people hiring the new manager, would do that because I remember going back to the start of last season, maybe the start of the season before. It was like oh, they'd look at Vieira because obviously they know they know him and he knows the setup of the CFG and all that kind of stuff. And obviously Arteta before he'd really taken off. Now it's interesting with Arteta, isn't it? Because he's kind of proven himself to be very good. I wonder if Bridges have been burned, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if... I'm not sure if burned, because obviously him and Pep still do get on very well. But it's almost like Bridges have been burned with fans, do you mean? Yeah. Because before when he was kind of... I suppose... There's, let's so, say Pep so, had not signed his contract and he'd already gone. Yeah. And Arteta had had 18 months and they'd done okay. They won the FA Cup. They'd been on an upward trajectory. And then City take him. You can argue... It's almost like he'd have been in a better position with Arsenal being worse yeah. than they are now. Because it's like, okay, yeah, well... We like this guy. He's one of ours still. But now he's one of Arsenal's, isn't he? Very yeah. much so. And also, yeah, I don't yeah. think people like him. But, well, this is it. I was going to say, from speaking to mates, like, they just don't like him. Yeah. They just don't like it. Like, there's 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 enough people who um, will go, yeah, he would do great at City. And he, he would obviously, like, be a continuation of sorts from Guardiola. But there's a lot of people who are just like, it's a bit, bit try-hard, isn't he? I know, I know. But never mind. You know, when he did that interview after the Palace game, when he was kind of, it was basically that Guardiola, I'm, I'm so, so happy kind of thing. Yeah. And that was, that was it. I was thinking, I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really having our time. But I, also, I, I, was just, like, I now just see why a, people don't like Pep. Yeah, I've just had a moment where I've, I've just hit that same moment right yeah, now, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, now I, I mean, I'd, I kind of got it before, but you know when people are like, so I've got mates, and like my dad is like, oh, Pep's like, terrible when he loses, and he like, he's a bit of a dick or whatever, and I'm like, oh, you know, he's just normal or whatever. But it's like, it's because I like Pep. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I, I, and I do try and cut Klopp 
some slack, slack because I know that you know I know this is entirely kind of bias on my part. I like Pep. Don't, I say I don't particularly like Klopp. I do like Klopp, but he's so bad when they lose. Mm. He is so bad when they lose. But I do try and cut him that slack. But again, I'm not really doing that with Arteta. It's just I'm not. I don't really like him. So in terms of, so he's off the list. I, he may be <laughs> off the list, but by the time we get to the bottom of it, I might need to he may be back on, on it again. <laughs> um, one of the questions did say, oh, Luis Enrique's at PSG now, so that rules him out. But look, I don't know when this is happening. I don't know when this is going to be in charge. And no manager's normally PSG, last long at PSG long, anyway. Yeah. But if you'd have asked me during the World Cup, which I was going to say was a couple of months ago, but obviously it, was the, it wasn't the summer, it was the winter, I'd love Luis Enrique. I think back then he was probably top of my list. And maybe he still would be. Just because, you know, obviously from my point of view as well, I'm thinking how they deal with the press. And yeah. to be fair, he wouldn't deal with the press brilliantly if you think about how he did it at the World Cup because he was streaming everything mm. and all the kind of traditional Spanish media hated it. But I'd love that because the more he's talking, the more, the more managers talking, the more he's given us their views on football. Like, I don't care if Pep's... Like, if Pep Guardiola was doing a stream talking about... Oh, God, if Pep was a, like, England manager at the next World Cup but also doing a stream talking about, oh, what's like Germany against France and this, this and that. Like his old columns that I wrote yeah. about from like 20 years ago. That would be the best thing. I would love that. Mm. So, you know, he's kind of, he's got, I was going to say he's kind of got like a, a more muscular version of Pep's Barca because obviously they won the treble with Neymar and Suarez and obviously Messi, but it was kind of more direct and mm. impactful and counter-attacking. But it's like, well, that's what City did last season anyway. Um, but Enrique, Luis Enrique, sorry, is massively still on the list for me. So I think we're up to four now because I'm chucking in Chabri Alonso too. We'll be back in a few minutes after an ad break. Speak to you shortly. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Michael Mara asks, uh, just wanted to see how many more wins you think it will be before the excruciating weekly can they do an invincible season chat starts. Truly the most tedious of discourses. Almost has me wanting to get just one defeat out of the way early doors. Think most Blues would take trophies or a 100-point season over an unbeaten one. Interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm normally pretty galaxy brain, straw man with all my podcast topics and and articles and stuff. It's like, people are saying this and it's not true. And it's like, are they saying this? And I was like, well, I saw two people on Twitter talking about it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I hadn't even thought about, I hadn't even thought about the prospect of not so much an unbeaten season, but like the media talk of an unbeaten season. Because it's almost like, you can see it now, can't you? Yeah. It's the only thing left to do. Um, I suppose the other thing is obviously win four Premier Leagues in a row. It has been said about a Guardiola iteration of City and it was the 100 points team because they got to January before they got beat Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and I remember I remember kind of they they obviously hit the 19 game mark where they played all the teams yeah. and they were they were talking well they've beaten them all once can they yeah. or, or they, they've gone unbeaten against them once they're obviously going to win the league at this stage can they do it unbeaten yeah. and then they rock up at Anfield and Anfield happens yeah God, that was a game and a half wasn't it um, but that, you say it got to that stage people were talking about it but obviously now people are familiar with how good City are yeah. and also the, th- the thing is Talking about galaxy brain thinking and media narratives and stuff, it's almost like 
it's one of those things where, you know, when people, like journalists who may be considered hostile by City fans, talk about how good City are. Any of them. And you've, you've, got, <laughs> and you've, got, you've got City fans arguing, going, we're not actually that good. Like, you're trying to bring it back. But then, you know, if you've got journalists saying, oh, City aren't actually that good, you'd have the same City fans go, we're fucking brilliant. And it's like, you can't really win. But I, I almost wonder now, because, look, by the time this podcast is coming out, they'll have played Fulham. Now, they've probably not lost to Fulham. Sorry if they have. But it probably <laughs> won't be too long. They're not going to, are they? Probably, Sorry to everyone who believes in jinxes. Yeah. But then maybe it only takes, maybe it's not until like October, maybe. Mm. And, you know, City have, it's a fairly forgiving start, isn't it? But let's say like City, is Liverpool at home first this time? I think it is. Whenever they've got it Liverpool, is. it's at home. But maybe they get to then or something. If whether that's October, November, and people are like, oh, you know, maybe they could do it unbeaten. Or you know what it takes? It only takes one person on Sky Sports News to say it now, and then the video's on Football Daily, and the people are talking about it, and City fans are going, oh, this is ridiculous. But yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. I'm like, people, like, it will first get mentioned in the media, and I'm not counting us now because a fan asked us, so we're fine. It'll first get mentioned <laughs> in the media fairly soon, I reckon, mm. and then City fans will have that backlash like they do against the journalists who say they're too good. Might, oh, we're not that good, you know. It's, yeah. Or like it's an impossible standard, et cetera, et cetera. But I just think people will see it as the next thing that City are capable of. And now this is my thing with the actual Arsenal unbeaten season. Wary that there's an Arsenal fan in the room. Not just in the room, <laughs> but pacing around. Um, our producer, Jack. Um, it's obviously a phenomenal achievement. And not because, all that though, was it? <laughs> well, uh, you, you can obviously sense a massive butt coming. No, it is it is a phenomenal achievement. And the fact that like Ferguson United never did it, mm. never mind like Guardiola City. And like Liverpool, that amazing Liverpool team, they got so close. In I, fact, I Watford. In fact, the team that Yeah, Watford, in fact, but I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking 18-19. Because the only game they lost was City. Yeah. And then if they hadn't have lost that, they'd have probably won it. And, you know, if you just say all the other games have gone the same way, then they'd, they'd have won the league and gone unbeaten, but they didn't even win the league and they didn't go unbeaten either. It's quite amusing. Um, <laughs> I've, never then, se- I've never celebrated so hard, you know, than uh, the day it became impossible for Liverpool to get 100 points Arsenal. in that behind closed doors season. Yeah. Was that not the same day or the day after City got their Champions League ban overturned as well? It could have that been. That was yeah, Pete yeah. Burt on the Burt timeline. Week, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was, I think I tweeted, Liverpool's 100 points. Liverpool's 100-point season was not established because that was the line <laughs> in the casting, like, yeah. wasn't it? Like the, the inflated sponsorship was not established or whatever. Yeah, good days. Um, but yeah, I can see I can see why the Arsenal thing is so big. But at the same time, don't bring those amount of draws to, it, to this now. Yeah. Like, it's not... That is an amazing achievement, but it's not a better team than what? City have done and you could pick any City team let's say there's four different ones there's this one that's won the treble with a bit more you know counter-attacking and Haaland and you know Diaz making blocks left right and centre or you've got the controlled false nine team for two years best part of two years or even if you just say there's three and you go back to the 17-18 but obviously 18-19 was kind of a hybrid was kind of yeah moved towards what what we've seen now with you know the inverted wingers and stuff whether you say three or four teams City are beating them in one-off matches most times and they're winning the, the title. And now this is probably something that could easily be clipped up by Arsenal fans and they would hate it. But I, I'm not doing down that achievement. It is a mental achievement, but football has moved on in terms of what you need to win the Premier League. And that that team could win the Premier League, but they can't win it like that. Yeah, They can't win it with that amount of draws. It's the same thing with United. United had some amazing teams, 
But some of those teams, you can't win the league with 76 points or whatever. It, yeah. is. it just can't happen. But that's, those, that... those players could do it now if they were formed back in their prime with Ferguson in his prime. It could happen. They could win it again. It'd have to be in a different way. But yeah. it would have to be in a different way. Yeah. And Arsenal could maybe win the league with, let's just say, 85, 86 points with Perez and Henri and Vieira because they were amazing. And I don't want... Look, no Arsenal fan is listening to this, for starters, apart from Jack. That team is unbelievable. That is an amazing team. And it's like proper nostalgic memories of childhood and how, how the Barclays used to be. It was a great team. That, they could beat City in a game once or twice out of ten. And they could win, <laughs> but they could win a title, but it would have to be in a different way. Yeah. And that that particular unbeaten season is amazing, but it wouldn't it wouldn't fly now. And you could you could see it. You could see a team actually going unbeaten but not winning the league. I could see a team because I've actually tried to think after getting this question, could I see City go in the league season unbeaten? And obviously you can because they're so good. But also you can't. I can't. Because they I, lose some mad matches. That's, this is it. The, the, the defeats they chuck in are the unexpected ones. So I, I was chatting to a, to a friend of mine who was an Arsenal fan last season. And he was saying, you look at the fixtures where where you, you're kind of targeting City dropping points. And everyone goes straight for, like, oh, they're playing United at home. Or play, well, that's yeah. a bad example because they often do drop points yeah. to United at home. But they're playing, like... Liverpool or, yeah, Arsenal, or Chelsea, Arsenal, Chelsea, whoever, and like they're not the games where they where they chuck it in. It's Brentford at home where suddenly they don't where they get caught on the counter attack yeah. twice, or like it's it's it, it's those mad moments that that just do it. And like I, I think Guardiola's record against the top teams is actually pretty good. It's against like it might, it's it's been mad. Like the last few years, they've they've dropped points to a, rel- to a team that's ended up being relegated, apart from last season yeah. for, for most of the most of the t- most seasons. Um, and it, it kind of reminds me of that, that kind of comparison between City's treble and, and United's treble where, you know, you were talking about the City fans saying... Uh, oh, I don't know where you're going to go well, with this. Well, it's going to be great. City fans going, you're not, you're, um, oh, we're not that good, actually. We're not, we're not so imperious that you can't beat us. Sort oh, of yeah, thing. Yeah. But, but, but we're definitely fucking better than United's yeah, yeah, yeah. treble. Too, but, it, yeah. but it's not even that. It was the number of United fans saying, well, United's treble was better because our players weren't as good. And it's just, <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> That, I, I didn't even that. hear that. Yeah, yeah, I was seeing, I was seeing discourse that was That's well. Mental. Well, we we did it in an era when uh, when the players weren't as good as they are now. Again, like, yeah, but not playing against like amazing <laughs> players. You know, it's not fucking Space Jam. Well, yeah, I didn't see that. I'm glad, as you can tell, I'm glad I didn't see that. I mean, United had an unbelievable team, but against that was probably when there was. Dross, see, look, wasn't it? But now, but now I'm a, <laughs> but no, but now I'm in danger of falling foul of the City fans by saying European football may have been stronger then. Just if you think back, maybe it's just nostalgia, but you think about like Bayern, Barca, Juve, look, maybe look, you look at, in fact, I remember, I remember a City fan that we both know putting out the like Inter, because I, I remember seeing United discourse that, you know, they had to beat tougher teams to get there, but like Inter were like eighth, and like Juve were sixth or something. Yeah. So again, that maybe is nostalgia. But I'm thinking back then there was probably a wider spread Sorry of. If I'm not having that city beat Bayern Munich and Real Madrid on the way. Yeah. No. No. I'm, no. No. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that it was harder than what City did. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking like that kind of. It feels like European football was stronger then, but I think that's just kind of nostalgia, nostalgia. talking. Um, but also, like we know that since the pandemic, European teams have been weakened a bit. But yeah, like you, you know, you're absolutely right. That wasn't where I was going with it. Obviously, City. Nobody can argue. We we. Everyone said when the draw was made, if City win it, they'll have to do it the hard way. And everyone yeah. was a bit pissed off because they were like, oh, if we'd got, let's say, Napoli's draw, we, we, yeah, we'd have, they'd have been laughing. Yeah. But they were laughing anyway. And I, that was my logic thinking, you know, the more teams that are open and try and play against City, the more they'll get picked off. And that's kind, kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, but no, I was, yeah. 
you can, but you see what I mean though you can tie yourself in knots because you, you can kind of say that one thing and then you go oh, actually that doesn't mean that I'm doing down city it's it's a very delicate line to to tread there's been there's been so much of that recently Invinci- like, invincible season then go on um oh for city yeah yeah I'd like, probably not it's almost like so you know the, the city win at Sheffield United recently there was a lot of talk on the timeline certainly about it wasn't being a particularly good game and I think broadly what I'm going to try and say here is that approach is obviously what works that was my whole point on the podcast after the game they won the treble playing teams with that approach. But, but, occasion, but occasionally. Yeah, because it yeah. kind of narrows the margin so much because not many chances are being created by City. Like, to be fair, up until it went to 1-0, they'd created loads anyway. Yeah. So it's a bad example. But generally, if it's like a better team, like an Atletico Madrid, City got all the ball. They're not creating a lot because that team, Atletico Madrid, Inter in the final... Killing the uh, game. I'm, trying, want, I'm yeah. trying to even think. Yeah, I'm trying to even think of like Premier League teams that are like super good out of Brentford. You even mentioned. Yeah, really good. You're not creating much, but, but you are in re- control, and they're really dangerous. Yeah, but then football happens. Yeah. and bang. Like even the Everton draw on New Year's Eve. Like they obviously didn't win, but there's no way they should have got a draw in that game. Yeah, but also on another day, that kind of ridiculous goal that they bang in the top corner that Flies happens, and all of a sudden yeah. it's a def- well, oh no, it's oh, you, well, yeah, yeah. and it's a defeat. Like the Forest draw. Should never have happened. And again, it wasn't a defeat. But there's plenty of games like this where City kind of narrow the margin so much because they are in control of the game. And you've got to say that's probably the best way of doing it. You've got the most control over it. But football's football sometimes. They'll never go unbeaten over the course of the entire season because they have to go to Spurs at some point. Spurs, yeah. They have to go to Spurs and Anfield. You're not walking out out of both Liverpool and Spurs unbeaten. I'm sorry, it's not happening. You can have one, but not the other. I'm looking in real time. I'm looking when Spurs away is. Didn't the fixtures came out came out when I was in Japan or something? I was like, I'm not mentally prepared to think about next season. Second last game of the season. There you go. It's very late, actually. <laughs> it's very twentieth of April as it stands. So very late. But what I will say about that, and I think I've said this before. Well, I've definitely said it before, whether I've said it on the podcast or not. And this is another one of those things where if a Spurs fan saw this, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, typical City fan playing it down." You're not a City fan though, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I know. But they would, you know, yeah. if they were watching this, they would, how would they know? And to be fair, how would anyone know? <laughs> um, if you look at when they've played, and it, this is doing it down more, because um, I wasn't doing down Arsenal's invincible season, but I am kind of doing down these Spurs victories. You, if you look at the context, they've always played City, more or less, at a bad moment. Mm. Now that Champions League win, Fine, but it's the exact kind of thing we were talking about a minute ago. City narrowed the margins. They wanted it to be a tight game. Yeah. They missed a penalty. It was, Son scored. It was the only game in that running where Guardiola had any leeway whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And he was and like, he well, if it. we do yeah, lose, yeah. then at least we can win. We've got the, the second leg. Yeah. Okay, fine. We can laugh about it now because it won the Champions League. Yeah. But, yeah. but that was one. That was the first game. Was, was that like the first game they had there or something? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it set the tone. But then... The Mourinho one when Zinchenko got sent off, that was peak kind of win the XG City yeah. 1920. Miss, missed two open goals, yeah. missed a penalty, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm I'm kind of flicking a bit between Well, that last season's one, that was in the kind of the post World Cup wobble, wasn't it? And yeah. that they'd done that performance a few times, losing to United at Old Trafford. When they were pretty good actually at Old Trafford, but they were City Light, I called them at the time. It was like yeah. Diet City. It was that, was it? But it was just like they were crap. Opening day of the first season. game of last yeah, season yeah. was when no one was ready. Mendy played left back. City still had better chances, but lost. And I think there's another one in there. I'm kind of there was two kind of pandemic-y Mourinho ones. I think. Yeah. 
Well, the one, um, one of them was the Zinchenko one. One I wasn't there. Zinchenko wasn't there, and I think Bergvine scored. Was was the Zinchenko one before Guardiola or just after Guardiola signed his contract? Or was that the yes, Laporte one? I think it was. Oh yeah, because exactly, Laporte yeah. did. Laporte had a madness. Oh god, in one of them. yeah. There might be three I'm thinking of. But anyway, <laughs> but but anyway, even that one after Guardiola signed his new contract, we knew City were at a low point there. Yeah. Um, that yeah that. Uh, no, was it pandemic when Zinchenko got sent off? Or it was just 1920? And it was just 1920. It wasn't yeah. pandemic. Then there was that one. Then I think there was another one that may have been at when Bergwijn scored. But even if I'm confusing them, the point being, in most of those games, City haven't actually been that strong. But if we just go back to this massive tangent, by the 20th of April, it's going to be running City, do the job City. And if it's not, like if they're just not having a good season, they lose, then we could... For argument's sake, say, oh, well, you know, they weren't at their best and my ridiculous caveats would carry on. But that is, if you're looking at when they're playing Spurs away, mm. that's a proper Spurs away time to go. Yeah, exactly. That'd be when City are kind of flying then, you'd have thought. And yeah. if they're not, they're not. But that is, if you're looking at it, I'm not thinking, oh, God, they'll lose that. I'm thinking, that's like three games for the end of the season. They're going to have to win that game. If they're in and that they, mode they probably of, yeah. will. Or they at least won't lose it. But here we go. Maybe maybe, maybe Spurs win because they're decent now. Um and that gets thrown on his head, but I think they'll be all right. But anyway, they'll have already lost at Anfield. Unbe- yeah, exactly. Unbeaten yeah. wise, they'll have lost at Anfield. And I think Anfield's Anfield away is second this time, rather than get it out of the way in October. But again, you know, City might be more prepared for it at that point um, and win there. We'll see. That's it for this episode of Let Me Talk Details. Sam, there was more from this episode. What extra bits can you hear as a member? Yeah, a bit of insight into how the media works, transfer stories, embargoes, the kind of fun and games that goes on behind the scenes related to those things, all that on kind tour? of stuff. Yeah, some, some, some funny, mildly funny stuff from the tour. Uh, from the holiday, how info comes and goes. If you'd like longer ad-free versions earlier, then all the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. If you want to ask us a question or send us a voice note on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, just search for LMTPod, or you can send us an email, just email hello at lmtpod.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.